Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. You can only jerk off to perfect pitch so many times. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 39, the Joseus Manzanillo edition. I'm your host, Coop. Uh, today, we've got a few people here to talk some Reds baseball with you. First, uh, making his triumphant return to the podcast, Phil. Phil, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on. We have another return to the podcast. Ryan, how are you tonight? Well, I just watched the end of Coco, the Disney animated uh, adventure with my kids. So I'm feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit emotional. Won't lie. I haven't seen that one. I heard it was dumb. No, it's, it's awesome. It'll make <laughs> I, it's I know, amazing. I'm just awesome. It's so I, good. I was just, I was just kidding. Uh, we also, <laughs> we also have Branch. Branch, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. Reds won. Uh, Michael Lorenzen hit a homer. So, uh, hell, pictures are right. Fuck it. That's great. And from the Locked on Reds podcast, we got Jeff Carr with 17 Fs. Jeff, how you doing tonight? <laughs> well, I, I can't relate to Coco. That sounds like a very wonderful movie. But I will say that it's been a nice night of just chilling on the couch and dealing with the wonderful allergies. So oh, I'm yeah. happy to be on the podcast with you guys. As soon okay. as they start advertising pumpkin spice, I'm like, oh boy, I better yeah, go get the that time. It's that time. It sounds like you need to take some blue chew. It really helps for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong pill. Wrong pill. <laughs> anyway, so Trevor Bauer started tonight for the Cincinnati Reds. Was doing relatively okay before he started giving up all those long balls. And starting to get a little concerning that Trevor Bauer has only had one decent start with the Reds. Well, that was a good start, but I think his ERA is somewhere north of eight since he's been with the Reds. Uh, and I know ERA, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But is it time to be concerned that this is the Trevor Bauer we got, or is this just a aberration? Let's start with you, Jeff. So is this the real Trevor Bauer that we're seeing now? Or do you think in 2020 that he's going to be able to situate himself? Honestly, I'm still looking at it through rose-colored goggles. I really think that there's some kind of adjustment that he's making. I don't know exactly if it has to do with pitch tipping or if it's something to do. I know he mentioned he really wanted to learn Luis Castillo's changeup, and I don't know if that would mess anything. That seems like a cop-out, but... It just, I'm not worried about it until he comes out and does this in April of 2020. If this is what we see next year, then I'm super worried because he is going to be our number three starter. I'm not looking for him to be above Sonny Gray or Luis Castillo. Absolutely. But on the other hand, we're all excited, at least, you know, from a talent on the field point of view. Whenever mm -hmm. the trade went down, we're like, oh man, this gives the Reds one of the you know, top five rotations in all of baseball, but not if he's going to give up five, six, seven runs a game. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like I said, tonight he was cruising along, and then, bam, two two run jacks in the same inning, and he was out of the game. So, Branch, what are your thoughts on uh, thoughts slash concerns with Trevor Bauer? I think he's tinkering. Um, the The first part of the game, he was throwing mostly fastballs almost all the time. I mean, hell, Tom was bitching about it, so you know it had to be good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> And the, he's just he's, he's messing with some new stuff with a new pitching coach. He's making some adjustments. I also think that, you know, he doesn't quite have as big a book on the hitters he's facing as he had in the AL, which with a cerebral, you know, minded pitcher like he is. That, that book, the bigger it gets, probably the better results he's going to see. Um, so I'm not worried about it yet. I'll be worried about it if we're if we're at the end of May and he's yet to go beyond six innings next year. You know, that's true. Um, Phil, hello. Bauer is trash. He's he. Here's the thing. Shout, Shout out to Polly. Um, he his he, since July 1st, back a month before he was traded from Cleveland, he's been in the tank. So this isn't having to do with moving over to the National League. He was pitching horribly for Cleveland. Um, but at least he's he's a good stand-up person, and uh, he's bringing that to the clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> it, it, when he's struggling, at least he's he's a fantastic guy also. <laughs> screw him. Screw that guy. I, I, I'm not going to get worked up. Yeah, don't get worked up. up. About it. Ryan, no, give it, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Ryan, give us your uh, Trevor Bauer thoughts. So this is the first time I'm hearing of him not pitching well because I haven't watched a single pitch he's thrown as a red. Um, honestly, I like Branch said, he's just tinkering with the stuff. Whenever he got over here, um, well, Kev shared that video of uh, him, the behind the scenes of him getting traded. And the first thing he did was he went to Gray and talked to him about curveball grips. He went, he's, you know, we've seen him. They love showing him talking to Castillo. And, you know, Castillo at one point in time was showing him how to throw his changeup. So let's not kid ourselves. Even whenever he came over in a trade, the Reds weren't making the playoffs. So, you know, he's probably taking this, uh, this end of season to tinker with his pitches, get some new grips, maybe learn how to throw, you know, some other other pitches and, uh, you know, come back next year. I, I expect him to be a, what he has been a decent, a, a decent above average starting pitcher. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I think he's just, he, I think he mailed it in the second that he moved, that he got moved to Cincinnati and now he's just getting his repertoire and getting what he wants to throw for next season together before they start. Well, and we talked about it last week where I think it's a possibility that the Reds may even look to move him for a bat this offseason. But I highly he, doubt that happens. If his performance continues the rest of the year, who's going to want to trade something of value for one year of a guy who you don't know if is going to be all there for you? So that that becomes a question is let's say it's let's say it is April or May and this continues, you're going to have $15 million at least tied up into this guy next year. So 
you're almost kind of screwed. Do you do you play this out and hope that he just turns it around, or do you look to cut bait now? I mean, I think honestly, if because of what you gave up to get him, you can't cut bait on him now. You have to give him the off season with Derek Johnson and what Derek Johnson wants him to work on and what he feels like he needs to work on. And he's got to he's at least got to start the season in Cincinnati just because you know you gave up your top prospect plus Puig and Scott Moss and Scott Moss to get this one guy, which. Uh, I believe the last podcast I was on was uh, was the deadline podcast. Maybe one or two others other than that. And uh, you know, I've never been happy with that deal. And I I don't have much to say about Trevor Bauer to be honest with you. I, I got something here. Uh, I don't I don't think that the Reds are going to do anything to to trade Bauer. I mean, it's an it's an interesting prospect, and I brought up on last week's podcast that. You know, if the Yankees come calling for for him or something, and they've got a pretty heavy farm system, yeah, you know, with MLB talent sitting in it, um, you could possibly do it. But, but I, I honestly think this all goes back to to Bob Castellini a little bit, and they're going to be. I, I'm expecting the Reds to spend some money on free agents. However, I'm not expecting them to be able to spend money on pitchers ever again because of Homer Bailey. Um, you know, I, if I if I put myself and I try to empathize with Bob Castellini and you paid Homer Bailey all that money and the injuries that happened to pitchers, which it just happens. Uh, thank you, Jeff Bass on the arm. Um, Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that you can, uh, you know, I, I could see where they would put that in the highest level of risk in the financials, you know what I mean? If, if yeah. you're looking at a portfolio of players and money, and you move that over to your riskiest investment, so to speak, that he wouldn't want to do that anymore. And Bob's made a lot of money. I'm sure he knows how to handle risk. And he's probably just said, I'm not dealing with pitcher risk anymore. If you believe the uh, talk of the offseason was that there were pitchers that the Reds tried to talk to who said, I'm not pitching in that ballpark. So I'm I'm thinking I'm with you branch that if you're going to bring a pitcher in here it's going to be via trade that you're not going to go sign a big name pitcher one because that's just not the Reds MO and two they may not want to come here just because of the reputation of the ballpark. Well, I I disagree with that. Of uh, course you would. You, God damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Look at I mean look at what look at what Gray and Castillo's done this year. I mean that that right there shows that a pitcher can come to Great American Ballpark and pitch in that ballpark. You just, you, you can't, what the Reds have always done in the past with Great American Ballpark is they've signed pitchers that are fly ball pitchers in a home run park. True. Which is fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, um, so at least this time, you know, you've got Castillo who doesn't give up much hard hit at all. <clears throat> and usually doesn't give up many uh, many home runs. Gray, <laughs> everything that he throws spins down. Um, and you know Bauer, whenever he is pitching well, he's only some at some points he's almost unhittable. So those are three guys right there that that are kind of showing that pitchers can succeed in Great American Ballpark. The problem in the past has just been 
fucking idiots in the uh, front office. True. Jeff, jump in here. That and we'll see. We'll see what 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 Derek Johnson effect has over time too. Because I mean, he's the true MVP of the season. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, what he's getting out of these guys. There's going to be some pitchers that we are like, oh shit, they just signed this guy who had a horrible year last year, probably on the relief side more, and we're going to go all crap. And then Derek's going to do something. I mean, I trust the man right now. I just, I totally trust him. Man, that could, you know. Yeah, that ahead, could Jeff. not have been a that could not have been a better segue because I was thinking about that because there are rumors now the the Brewers had just cut Jeremy Jeffress and he cleared waivers and I think he's a free agent and all that and the Reds are actually one of the teams that are rumored to sign him which a couple of years ago things like that like you hear about a big name guy I, Jeffress has struggled Jeffress kind of has you know, dare I say it, David Hernandez numbers for this year. But at the same time, you know, the talent is there and maybe he's a guy that is drawn back to David John or Derek Johnson to get what he had last year. And I think that people see what he's done with Sonny Gray. They see, and unless we forget Robert Stevenson as well, they see those kinds of almost reclamation projects. And yeah, maybe that is what the Reds have to target at least maybe for one more year, but I almost wonder if in two years, not that the Reds become a destination because of Derek Johnson for pitchers, but some of those guys who would absolutely discount the idea of ever coming to Cincinnati, at least give it a second thought. Like I, I think that one of those guys last offseason was Dallas Keuchel. He's just like, yeah, I'm not pitching a great American. You guys are crazy if you think I'm coming there. And that's one of the reasons that, and I think the Reds were far apart as far as what he was wanting for money and years. And hey, I'm fine with that. It's it, it's whatever. But at the same token, I think in a couple of years you're not going to see as much of that reporting if Derek Johnson is still here because he has shown himself to be of such a value. What other good pitchers from Vanderbilt are out there that we could take? <laughs> Have to look that one up. Yeah, somebody <laughs> look that up. That one maybe, up. Maybe you can uh, maybe you can trade Hunter Green and uh, Jonathan India for Walker Bueller. There you go. Oh There's yeah, one. that's true. He's from Lexington. <laughs> Walker Bueller. Shout out to Walker. Yeah, yeah. Phil and he's and he's nasty. Gosh, I call him. Oh, oh yeah, he is. Oh. He's good. Phil, your thoughts? Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, we were talking about Trevor Bauer still, Phil. That's why I wasn't paying attention, because screw you. that guy. Yes, Phil, yeah, thank you. Uh, so our next topic, David Bell. He's now got almost a full year in as Reds manager, and depending on where you look, you'll find different kinds of criticisms of David Bell. There's people who are the old school, that don't like the analytics, that don't like the constant lineup juggles, don't like the way he hand, handles a pitching staff. So uh, I want to start with you, Ryan. What What is your overall impression of David Bell now that we have almost six months of baseball in the books? And what do you see as his positives, as negatives? And uh, do you get some of the criticism that has been leveled on him? Uh, honestly, I, what I see is um, I see a first-year manager who – I think he did well. I understand the criticism, especially here towards the end of the year and the end of the year and early in the year. Like 
right now his biggest criticism for me is the lineup and where he's playing guys and how much he's playing guys. But earlier in the season, it was the bullpen. And, you know, he seemed – it almost seemed like he got that figured out. Um, and now he, I, I feel like it's little, it's like Little League ball. you got to get everyone in. But um, I think he's – I think he did pretty good for a first-year manager. Um, I think he's he's made mistakes in-game. Um with some of you know how he's used his pitchers and and things of that nature, um, for him to learn from, uh, I think his best asset is how he how he manages his players. I he's always got their backs no matter what. I think there are many guys in that in that uh, clubhouse that would run through a brick wall for him, which that's what you want from the manager. Everything else will figure itself out, but for a first year manager. I don't think he's done a, a terrible job, and I definitely don't think he should be fired, as most of Facebook yeah. um, believes that he should be. Phil. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I had it on mute. So um, I, I really actually don't know how to answer this because we don't know really how much is him calling the shots and how much the front office is. Um, don't really know. So, and like, you guys were saying uh, how he handles the pitching stuff. Well, is that Derek Johnson? Is he the one calling for pitching changes? I, I mean, I really don't know. I have no idea. So I, I can't give a I can't give any kind of a grade because we don't know how what the real setup is. Is he a uh, um, I mean, is he doing what the front office is telling him to do, or how much control does he actually have? Um, have no idea. So I can't give any kind of a grade. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> I I agree with Ryan. I think it's been a successful year on the whole. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of things you can point to on a game-by-game -game basis and say, well, he could have done that differently. And he definitely is keeping uh, Jim Rogelman's dream of the double switch alive and well in the National League. He loves those double switches. But at the same token, I think on the whole – He's done a decent job, especially for his first year ever managing period, trying to get a feel for it. It's funny because a lot of people would say, well, he overworked his bullpen early on in the year. The stats don't really show that. Maybe there were like, you know, multiple times where guys would get up in the bullpen, warm up and then set back down and they would tax their arm and that. No, no idea how you figure all that stuff out. But I think that on the whole, he's been good. And I also kind of hold to the take that as good as a manager is, he's not any better than the guys that are on the field. And if you've got holes in your team, a manager's not going to manage around like five or six holes in a lineup. It's just going to be hard to do. And so the fact that he's gotten what he's gotten out of this team, he doesn't have a Jerry... Harrison Jr. that he just refuses to not play. I, I think it's been a pretty decent year overall, and, and I'm excited to see what he does next year. Branch, your thoughts? Right, um, positives. I mean, yeah, he's got his players' backs. I mean, he does not care to get thrown the fuck out of a game, and I love it. I mean, I mean, you know, compared to Brian Price, who would just sit there with that deer in headlights look of like, what just happened? You know, at least Bell's out there going, you fucked that up or you missed that call or, or 
whatever, taking one for the team. But, uh, you know, as a manager in whole, there's a reason that Jose Peraza in arbitration will be awarded $9 million next year or close to it. And that I'm guessing David Bell's probably going to make maybe $3 million. So wins above replacement when it comes to managers. How much does it really matter? There's a reason Joey Votto makes $25 million a year and Joe Madden does not. You know, uh, the team must pay for what, what, what your production is. Now, as far as how things went, he, they, they, he's been, and I don't know how much of it's him. I'm worried about this next year's because we've got three really kind of, you know, top of the rotation starters, and the other guys are pretty good middle of the rotation starters. He's going to have to allow them starters when they're having their good days to go deep. The, the, the top three, your Gray, your Castillo, your Ballard. When they're having their good days, they have to be able to go deep in games because that prolongs your bullpen for the games that somebody falls on their face. And that's all part of managing, and it, that's some minutia and stuff that comes with time and experience. Who's the Phillies uh, manager, uh, Gabe Kapler? Yeah. Kapler, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were going to run him out of Philly last year. He looks pretty good this year. He was awful last year. He was, he was awful. awful. He was awful, <sighs> yeah. So I expect to see some improvement and some – you know, first year is always tough. I mean, when I first started the job I do now, I didn't know shit. It took me a while to kind of get into it and feel my way through it and be like, well, yeah, now I know what I'm doing. And you look back on what you did when you first started, you know, any job, and you're probably going, oh, my God, did I actually do that? <laughs> you know? So, and I'm sure he'll he'll get through that. But overall, I'm going to give him a B plus. You know, if they're in the playoffs, it'd be an A, but, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah. and, Go ahead, Joe. And you, and you bring up a good point with Gabe Kapler. Like every single fan base, it does not matter who, what team it is, there's groups in that fan base that want to fire their manager. I'm pretty sure like if you did a poll of Yankees fans, probably 20% of them want to fire Aaron Boone right now. But they're not going to do I that. I fucking love Aaron Boone. I, I love Aaron Boone too, but I, you know, I, don't, I don't watch him every day. But at the same token, I'm not going to sit there and like – fire him out of some crazy bullpen move or something like that. But there's just every single team has pockets of fans that just hate their manager no matter what. Like there's people, you know, I look on wonderful Facebook and even on the wonderful Twitter that people are just like, oh, fire David Bell. He doesn't yeah. know anything. It's like and nepotism and nepotism and nepotism. And I'm like, no, oh, my gosh, you, oh, you yeah. don't you, you don't understand. Well, that's that, like like with the uh, thing, you know, with the Barry Larkin being a manager thing. That's I kind of went along with the Mo Edgar take on it. I don't want Barry Larkin to be the manager because I'm a fan, and there are games that I am pissed as fuck at the manager. If he calls on the wrong reliever and that reliever blows a lead, I'm pissed at the manager. I'm not blaming that reliever because I'm a fan, and I would do that to Barry Larkin as well. And I just didn't want to have that experience, you know. <laughs> Right. And, yeah. And, right. And, and I, I'm aware of that later, but emotionally at the time, I'm pissed at the manager. I don't give a shit who it is, you know. <laughs> yeah, and for me, I I kind of agree. Well, I definitely agree with Branch that I like that he's got his players' backs. That that goes a long way with with people, as, you know, as a as a person, not just you know managerial moves or whatever but if somebody knows that you've got their back they're gonna at least put the effort in for you even if you know they suck or if they're great they're gonna put the effort in because they know that 
you're fighting for them. So that's one thing that I think is absolutely positive that has come out of David Bell. I think that also he was trying a little too hard at the beginning of the season. A lot of those double switches at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think he was just, like I said, I think he was just trying too hard. I think some of the criticism of his pitching changes is a little off base from from the fringes of the fan base, not people who appreciate what he's doing. For example, like Tyler Malley, he would take him out before the third time through the lineup because if you just look at the numbers, Tyler Malley would get lit up the third time through the lineup. And when he would leave him in, it would get proven or he'd get, he'd, Take him out, and people would, oh, why are you taking him out? He's only thrown 85 pitches. The pitch count doesn't matter. It's the third time through the lineup. The numbers back him up. But in some cases, I think he could have let some other starters go longer, like Castillo or Gray, because they have a track record. And Trevor Bauer. I can understand uh, some of the times he's let him go, and, you know, Bauer, of course, blows up or whatever. Well, earlier in the season, Bauer was throwing like 110, 120 pitches in a for the Indians, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can afford to go. He's fine. Yeah, and if his arm falls Let him off, blow his arm arm out, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wrong. I shouldn't say. Yeah, that. no, we're just kidding there. But um, I don't know. I think overall he's done as well as to be expected. The front office, I mean, they did try this off season, but he still has a lack of offense. The bullpen's been atrocious. So he's, I think he's done okay with what he's been given. I'd give him a B overall. My biggest, my, the one thing that is probably my biggest gripe with him is, is the lineup. And when you don't have a lot of offense, you got, you got to play guys like Winker against their splits to see if they can improve. Well, well, to touch a point on that, Ryan, to touch a point on that, uh, the, the scheduled off day thing gets on my nerves. When somebody's on fire, you ride that horse until that horse isn't going anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just what And then you, you give him his off day after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. give him his off day. The first over four. You know, the first over four. Okay, man, you're going to sit down. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that needs to end. That, I, I understand the whole, hey, you know you're going to have this day off at the beginning of the season. So you can plan accordingly. That's great and all, but if I bet you if you ask the players that are hot, they probably don't want to come out when they're seeing beach balls. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jeff, you sounded like you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Well, going back to something that you had mentioned, if I could like walk around with a banner that just said pitch count doesn't matter, like I wish I could do that. And I know most people would look at me strange because they'd be like, what are you talking about? It's January. Why are you talking about baseball right now? But (laughs) that's, that's something that like when you watch it on TV, when you listen to it on the broad, on the radio broadcast, they're always like, well, he's only thrown X amount of pitches. That does not matter. Please stop quoting pitch count. Like, it just it, it's the point in the game where they feel like they got to take him out because the analytics say this or they feel like this is the right situation. Yeah. They're not sitting there with a little clicker and they're like, you know what? I've clicked this a whole lot. I really need to take this guy out. I don't think it's going to click anymore. It's just not well, going to There is an anymore. arbitrary line at 100 pitches. I mean, it, 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 yeah. Jeff Passon talks about it in his book, yeah. The Arm. That there is a, a line that's been made and nobody knows exactly. And he talks about nobody knows why that that's the line. 
I sure. honestly, a uh, hundred pitches in five innings, yeah, that's a lot. But a hundred pitches in eight innings, that I mean, that's not that bad. No, that's, yeah. that's efficient. That's what that right. is. I mean, if and, you can go six innings, you can go six, maybe pitch into the seventh. I mean, that's that is beautiful. All right. Well, why don't we move on to our next topic, which is listener questions. So this week, I asked people to use the hashtag Bowers, Bower be butt, because Bowers been butt all season. So <laughs> our first question comes from Burmy, who's not on the podcast tonight. He asks, will the hashtag Coop Gang continue its reign over Red's Twitter? We're not even going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> obscure former Reds, who again is not on tonight, he asks, Hashtag Bauer B. Butt. What members of the Reds bullpen do you give any hope for for 2020? Um, I, as, as it stands now, I think obviously Iglesias, Lorenzen, and Garrett are probably locks. After that, I'm not sure. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? Uh, who else other than that would you want to bring back? Definitely those guys. And, and I would got a question to piggyback off of this after we finish this topic, but do you guys think that Lorenzen will be designated as that two-way player that they talk about? Like, a guy can get designated that next season. He can be that on the roster. I forget exactly how that works, but I wonder if that's how they're going to roster him as the kind of two-way guy. I'm sure they will, yeah. I think we should ask that to Phil because he's the two-way guy that's on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say, say what now? <laughs> I, no, go and, and go and going back to the original question, I I I would think I I believe they may is Robert Stevenson's contract up at the end of this season, or is he still arbitration eligible? Um, I think he's arbitration uh, he's eligible. Options. He was out of options this year. Yeah. I think oh, yeah, he's still going. Yeah, he's still, he's he still has a couple more years. He he hasn't reached arbitration yet. Yeah, I think he's so got this. This, this I think will be his this, first year. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. I, yeah, I think they'll keep him, um, if nothing else, but to almost keep him almost in a long roll. But I still think that they like what they've seen from him, especially since it, it was almost – you hate to say it because it sounds like they were doing the guy a favor and you don't ever do anybody a favor in professional baseball. But – they kept him on the roster to everyone else's confusion. And then here he is. He's sitting with a sub four ERA in September. And that's just confusing everybody, but it's a good confusion. So I think he probably lasts as well. What do you guys think about Iglesias maybe being traded? I think they should have done it last year. Yeah. Yep. And he's going to be. I think he's going to be. But that's my thought. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, Garrett. Um, Iglesias, Stevenson, Lorenzen. Um, I don't know. This is, where, this is where it gets murky because, you know, they've got some guys that are going to be out of options that were starters that have pitched out of the bullpen. Um, you know, you got Big Sal, Cody Reed. I mean, someone's either got to be traded or they've got to, you know, send someone through waivers. Or so, non-tender. Yeah, or a non-tender. I would really love for Cody Reed to make the squad. Out of, out of spring training and be, you know, that, that, you know, long, long lefty, um, out of the bullpen. 
you know, but then again, we don't know what the rotation is going to shake out like. I mean, they've got at least one, maybe two spots that could be up for grabs, depending on how uh, Disco and Mally finish out the rest of the year. I mean, as far as the bullpen goes, I mean, Stevenson, Garrett, Lorenzen, and Iglesias, uh, depending on where Iglesias' mind is at um, and how well he's pitching, um, I mean, that's 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 a decent bullpen. Branch, go ahead. Your bullpen thoughts. I think Iglesias is gone. I think he burned his bridges, and I don't think he's working out with uh, Derek Johnson very well. Um, there was I would actually thing. love that. There was this whole thing in spring training where he only did backfield games, where he wasn't actually pitching in the regular games. That was weird. Don't know why. Uh, so there's some hokey shit there. So I think he's gone. Um, I believe that Reed, Stevenson, Lorenzen, and Garrett will, are, are your, your locks for the bullpen. And as I said earlier, there's going to be some Derek Johnson says, go and get this guy, uh, guys. That like are a Jeremy Jeffries kind of thing. The Jeremy Jeffries kind of thing or whoever else is out there. And if that's the case, then, then we're probably good because he, he seems like he knows what he's doing. If he spots some guys that are out there, they're going to be free agent relievers. And, and the front office listens to him and says, hey, our pitching coach said, go get this guy. He's got something on him. Then just go do it, you know. Phil, uh, so. give us your bullpen thoughts. Well, one guy who hasn't been mentioned is Lucas Sims, and uh, I think he's pitched well enough to have a gig next year. I agree with that. Or so. Um, so, I mean, I, I think I they've, the they've got enough too, guys. I'm putting Sims or Molly in AAA or something if Disco doesn't get traded because really going into the season, at the bare minimum, you need to have – six major league starters i think sims is out of options after this year I, i'm pretty I sure think, i think he is too and i think is molly getting close um molly is we'll still have one next year yeah he's, he's got, got one next year okay yeah and, and and disco could be traded i mean it, it, it and then somebody else like maybe sal becomes the guy that said well sal's out of options too hell i don't somebody needs to be sitting there in louisville that can come up well and, and i mean that has to happen there could be the possibility of of a trade that could bring in some bullpen arms as well. So yeah, that'll all sort itself out in the winter. Um, hopefully anyway, <laughs> uh, just don't pay big money need, for it. Never pay big money. For no, it. no, for, but I'll be they honest with you. I've been impressed with Sims this year. I'm high on Sims. I like you. I like Sims good. a lot. I, I really do. I, I think he's look great. Phil, everyone you shut up. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. They need to. They need to. They need to get rid of Wandy like yesterday. Oh um, God, he's yeah. I. <laughs> I think he's given up multiple runs and like ten appearances in a row, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's not. Did they not let him walk out. today? I thought yeah. they let him walk today. Did they? Oh, did they? I, yeah, I think so. I, I didn't saw that. Well, I you heard it. I didn't see that. You check on that while we uh, get the next question here. So the woo who wasn't on again. He asks, hashtag Bowerby Butt, how can those who fear and or are against gang violence listen to this podcast with a clear conscience? Please convince me that this is a safe place for sports. Okay, woo. I would, Greg, whatever your fucking name is. We still haven't figured out his name, by the way. <laughs> we let him on the podcast, but we don't know his name. So somebody, here, here's the, here's the, uh, 
the contest for the podcast listeners. Find out Wu's name, and we'll let you on an episode of the podcast. <laughs> it's you, a bounty. Ooh, it's this a bounty. is like yeah. uh, this is like uh, old nineteen eighty three Mid South wrestling uh, with Cowboy Bill Watts putting a bounty out on uh, on Wu. So that's for the over sixty crowd. But uh, okay, so our next question, <laughs> our next question comes from Timmy the Giant. He asks hashtag Bowerby Butt now, but will Bowerby Butt next season? God, I hope not. <laughs> and we kind of already talked about that, but uh, yeah, Bowerby Butt. Uh, we had another question. If you could take a hashtag Bowerby Butt, obviously, if you could take a sharpie to anything, what would it be? What would you change, and why? Hmm. This is in reference to well, we're not going to get into politics, but if you could take a sharpie to something, what would it be, Jeff? Like, like draw on it. Yeah. Like change something and on like an official like picture or something. That's why he's got the blue pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, think uh, <laughs> I don't. Um, I. How about? Ah, oh man, that sounds like pandering. Whatever, I'm gonna go with it. Let's <laughs> go with a sharpie to the 2017 MVP vote and uh, give a Otto. couple more to Joey. Good call, uh, Ryan. What would you sharpie? I have no idea. Thank you. Branch. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if, if Wandy Ferraz had gotten contenders. <laughs> they, they mentioned the Wandy thing on the radio broadcast, and I think something ended up messing up in the transaction or something. Wasn't that what Lance was mentioning about tonight? Something. Uh, I don't follow Lance. Anyway. So. I, don't, I, don't I don't either. I don't listen to him. But anyway, I'm going to sharpie the win-loss column of the 2019 Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. It's going to look a lot better than it does. Uh, Phil, would you Sharpie? Some zeros on my bank account. That's true. Good call there. Um, I don't know what I would Sharpie. Uh, I would probably Sharpie a couple more wins for your University of Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> nice. Nice. Coop, will you cheer up? I'll try. Good grief, man. Doug Gray chimes in on Twitter and says that he would sharpie his eyebrows. Okay, Doug. Yeah, Doug, I think your your I think your eyebrows are all right. I mean, you should probably sharpie your voice, but maybe not your eyebrows. Hey, if he didn't block me after last week, good. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the Tom Brenneman Memorial Cornhog of the Week, where we pick the biggest dick of the week and give our reasons, and then... We will put it to the people, the top four, for a vote, and that person will be the Cornhog of the Week. So uh, let's start with you, Phil. Who is your Dick of the Week? Trevor Bauer, because he just sucks. All right. Um, that will be one of the choices. Branch, your Cornhog of the Week. Hurricane Dorian. Dorian. Could have wiped Florida off the map, and it chickened out at the last second. Yeah, Dorian, you big pussy. Could have gotten Alabama too. <laughs> and now we're back to the Sharpie comment. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. Ryan, your dick of the week. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Rossio Iglesias. 
any particular reason? Just because he, he sucks. Yeah, just because he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Fucking sucks. Uh, Jeff, your Tom Brennan Memorial Cornhog of the Week. I'm going with a sleeper pick here. Name is Scylla Carden. She is an Australian woman, a vegan woman in Western Australia, who took her neighbors to court because she didn't like the smell of their barbecue. We're going to head to Australia because a vegan in Perth, a woman... And okay, yeah, that video that, that was that randomly starting to play. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a video uh, audio." So wait, so yeah, she I'm took with, yeah, that, that, that thing that wasn't porn. She took, yeah. <laughs> she took them to court because they she smelled their barbecue. Yeah, in the story, it said that she complained to them and said that she didn't like the smell of their barbecue so they started grilling every day of the week and she said that she wasn't <laughs> able to go out in her backyard because it made her sick to her stomach because she is a vegan by choice and all this oh, other stuff and god and e- and even in her complaint she even cites that her, the neighbor's kids play out in the backyard too much and it's too noisy i'm like yeah yeah that's the reason so, right there oh uh, my god not because somebody's yeah, smocking so some meats. Right. Smocking some meats. Yeah. Uh, that woman could not be my neighbor, ever. You're going to have, you're gonna have to... Years. Oh, my God. You're going to have to spell her name for me. Who? I might I might have to change my vote. Uh, my cat just did something horrible at his litter box, and so he, he's going to get the new vote. But, I mean, <laughs> he did it in the litter box, though. What do you expect? It, well, yeah, but he blew up the blew up the house here. <laughs> Good grief, Otto! Stop it! <laughs> what are you feeding that cat? Oh God! Oh, so just like uh, just like Joey, Votto the cat dropped a bomb. So you want to change yours from Bauer to Votto the cat? We can do that. No, you leave my cat alone. No, I've already changed it. Damn it! No one's Bauer. Uh, Vado the cat. People are gonna be like, "What? Uh, how do you, <laughs> Jeff? How do you spell that lady's it's, name?" It's uh, it starts with a C. It's C I L L A, and then Carden C A R D E N. Okay. But her full name is like Priscilla. She just goes by Scylla. God, her her full it sounds name like is, something a vegan. Would her do. full name's asshole. <laughs> God, now I don't have a problem with people who are vegan or anything like that, but come on, you're gonna you're gonna take somebody to court because they're grilling in their own freaking yard. I don't I don't think that I. I'm uh, pretty sure Jeff could. God damn it, Phil, go! <laughs> you stopped. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, it's not. It's gonna ruin it. Never mind. God. He's gonna make a joke at Jeff's expense, but no. Wing. Um, I I think I'm gonna go with that lady too. I'm not gonna try to put up another name because that just pissed me off. <laughs> God, I love that. You could you could put Bauer for you. No, it's Vado the cat. There's only four choices on Twitter polls. <laughs> I love that her neighbor was like, "Oh, you don't like my barbecue? Let me just fucking grill every goddamn day." <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Hey, hey, little asshole kid, go outside and play. Yeah. Here's some pots and pans, little asshole. Yeah, go play. Go play play and grill some T-bones while you're at it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I just killed a deer. Slot for me. Thank you. One of them big old massive 
barrel grills and then maybe like a green egg or something. Yeah. It's you like, gotta have the, you gotta have like the twelve hour smoke. Just going. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking the food like for like twelve smoking, people. Cold smoking something takes like a week. So there you go. I'd be installing a cold smoker and going through all, all that rigmarole just to here, it's gonna go for seven days. Enjoy. <laughs> Just have a big old fan blowing it and make sure it goes that way. Jeff, you're gonna have to send me the link for that. For sure. <laughs> go ahead. One of my best friends is Australia and that that the reaction of the neighbor, that's exactly what his fucking ass would do too. Right. Shout out to Glenn. Good eye, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, he's he's total is totally he... Australian. One time, his dad came into town, and they started talking, and I could kind of, like, I understood the meaning of what they were saying, but as far as words, I got nothing. Like, they were just going to town, and I was like, I have no idea what you guys are fucking talking about, but I, I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> That's like me <laughs> with, like, Irish people. They start talking, and I'm like, Yeah, it's very similar. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they, start, they have, like, their own dialect, and right. like, even though like Glenn talks Wait, normal, not normal, but so like so Irish you know. people have their own dialect. Get it out of town. Yeah, it's it's ginger or whatever. They got words know. that don't make. I, I've been to I, I've been I've been to uh, Australia, and yeah, there's a bunch of shit they were saying that I didn't understand. But uh, at least the beer and you fuck up and all that, it's all the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it all yeah. Works. <laughs> but yeah. Australia is a good time if you ever get. I want to go to Australia. I highly recommend it. It is. Yeah. It's. I was there through the military. Got maybe two nights out drinking and partying. People of Australia are good people. It was a. It was a good damn time. I can tell you. Right. Oh yeah. Hey Coop, you need to fly us out there. We could do a special podcast from Australia, and you can write the whole thing off. Yeah, uh, I don't know who I'm writing it off to, but sure. <laughs> you just write it off. That that brings us to the shout out to our sponsor, the Cincy Sports Gallery, who's going to fly us all to Australia. Uh, so you're going to have to go buy a bunch of stuff in the next few weeks so that you can send us to Australia. We will do a podcast from Australia if you buy $3 million worth of merchandise from the Cincy Sports Gallery in the next couple of weeks. Ooh, we, we can set up a GoFundMe for the Australia trip. That's true. Go ahead, Phil. You, you, you're in charge of that. <laughs> Shout All out to see listeners. <laughs> Shout out to Steve yes. on the GoFundMe. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Shout out to all the cities in Hawaii that he's been to. That's true. Fucking Phil was in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I've driven through Iowa. There's nothing but corn there, so now there's corn and, and Phil. Milk. Corn and Phil, that's right. Corn and Phil, that's the only thing in fucking Iowa. Phil and his leaky pipes. Yeah, my damn pipes. So, is it like, did you clog the shitter, or is it like, what's going on? We're not exactly sure what happened. There's been some kind of a backup incident. Uh, The plumber's coming tomorrow. Was it Vado? No, don't think so. Your wife had, had a burrito that didn't agree, and... Use too much toilet paper, and there you go. Well, I'm not going to ask that because she's sitting right here. So yeah, ask her. <laughs> Put her on speakerphone. I'll ask her. No, she's giving me looks now. Did you clog the shitter, Phil's wife? No, I'm definitely not going to ask that. <laughs> Did you clog the shitter? 
not Cousin Eddie. <laughs> okay, now she knows because she knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to get it. So, you ain't gonna sweetie, get we're not recording right now. <laughs> oh, we are recording. We're not even done Shut with up, the podcast yet. <laughs> this is all going in. We haven't even done the final goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll about wrap up this edition of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go around the room here and uh, get, have everybody give their final thoughts. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you. What? Give us your final thoughts. My final thoughts are it's the last month of baseball which means I'm going to be missing baseball here soon. That's true. Uh, Branch, your final thoughts. Yeah, same with Jeff. I'm going to be missing baseball here soon. But My big final thoughts are if the Reds do not go out and spend some fucking money this winter, and I mean big money on big names, that apparently half the Twitter is wanting to tell me that it's not possible, I am going to be really pissed. They're, the free agent market sucks, but they need to spend some big money. It's time. If they're going to go for it, and it looks like they're going for it, then they have to spend money. Ryan, your final thoughts. Well, first off, I'd like to give a, uh, a hearty shout-out to uh, Chad Dotson at uh, Red Leg Nation. Um, second of all, let's enjoy this last... Uh, few weeks of baseball since we're not going to be able to watch the reds uh this october which is fine i guess again but like branch said i'd like to see them spend some money you know i i don't want i don't want to see them give up uh, any more prospects i'd like to hang on to those you know for whenever gray and bauer don't resign with the team well they got gray for three more years they got them for two more years, right? No, it's three more. Three more after this season? Yeah. Oh, well, I get your shit together. Trade, trade them all. <laughs> Fucking trade them all. Uh, <laughs> Phil, your no, but For real, though, I'm almost to 1,000 Twitter follows, and it would be really nice if I could get to that before the end Shut of the uh, baseball season. Shut up, Ryan. He said you were done. Follow, follow me at RyanRPO5, and uh, <laughs> fuck you, Phil. Now I I I'm still like a thousand followers short from when my account got suspended. So, but I'm not going to beg for followers. But <laughs> I'm, just I'm not either. And I'm like I'm like five hundred and fifty to six hundred under when from when my account got suspended. And, <laughs> and you know what? For the most part, until the last couple of days, my account's been really nice being that small. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, it has been. It's been a lot cleaner, more streamlined. Nice. <laughs> All right. And also, thank all three of you who always like my, my post. Very nice of you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil, your final thoughts. Well, no, I do have, since we've all been talking about the end of the season, Coop, I do have a, a question for you as the leader of our little group. The Coop Gang. The Coop Gang. The Podcast Brigade. What is the what when the season is over? Are we still going to do weekly, monthly, yearly? What what power are we going to do this? What's going to be the uh, we're gonna what's we're, the plan? We're going to shoot for weekly. I've already started coming up with some off season topics, but I've made a list so far. So so far, in terms of off season topics, I've got the unwritten rules podcast. We're going to talk about unwritten rules and how dumb they are. 
I'm going to try to do another one from Red's Fest. Uh, we'll have a winter meetings podcast. We'll have a GM meetings podcast. And then, of course, the hot fucking stove will be all off season. So I'm going to try to come up with probably a, at least a half dozen more. I mean, can we get some real, like, really good guest stars? Like, I mean, screw Jeff. We need, <laughs> we need some bigger Thanks, names, guys. bigger than Corky, even. I don't know how we get well, some bigger I, than I, Corky. I would really, we've talked about this before, but I'd really like to see a, a, an all uh, women of Reg Twitter podcast. I mean, you've kind of done it before with uh, Callie and Am. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, honestly, there's some really, really good female Reg Twitter people and just doing one with them would be yeah. uh yeah i think it'd be really good i mean you, you know casey and get them mm-hmm. and like, Missy maybe kelly and, and red girl yeah. terry and, and and callie and gretchen and yeah there's so many there's just so many good ones out there you know let them come on because i feel like sometimes they're a little bit more reserved because well they get pictures of people's dicks sent to them <laughs> Well, and we could have Bur- <laughs> we could have Burmy on that podcast because he's got women's hair. Well, that he can mansplain everything. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they would say something, but he could just say it back to them exactly the same. I could say exactly, exactly. <laughs> but actually, but actually, so actually, oh. Phil, <laughs> did you have any? And now I got to go to bed. Okay. All right. So for my final thoughts, obviously, I'm going to give a shout out to Unkram at Unkram on Twitter. More than anything, shout out to shout out to Ram's dick. Damn it, Phil! <laughs> I lost my train of thought when you did that. Um, more than anything, I just want the Reds to commit, like we've talked about. Commit to winning. If that means you make a bunch of trades, if that means you sign some free agents. Whatever. Commit to winning. Don't don't play the oh we're poor card because I just don't believe that. You're not poor. You're in Major League Baseball. You make millions of dollars. You can have a two hundred million dollar payroll if you wanted to. Yeah, you don't have the money the Yankees do, but you got enough. And we talked about it last week. So So again, shout out to uh Callie and the Sensi Sports Gallery. Sponsoring the podcast. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can we, uh, in remembrance of Grandpa Tank, tank. rest in peace, yeah. Tank. Rest in peace, Tank. Callie, tank, we're tank thinking of you. Like a cool motherfucker, he really did. Callie, we're thinking of you. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely, Branch. Rest in peace, Tank. So, for Jeff and Branch and Phil and Ryan, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio.